Welcome to the Kick-Ass Life Podcast. I'm Elle Russ, the author of two books, Confident as Fuck and The Paleothyroid Solution. And I'm Tara Garrison, a training and nutrition expert. Elle and I are empowerment coaches dedicated to helping you create a kick-ass life. So subscribe to our podcast and tune in every week where Tara and I are going to cover a variety of topics and content designed to help you raise your expectations and then meet them. To learn more about us, visit our websites, coachtaragarrison.com and lrust.com and follow us on social media. In the meantime, enjoy the show. Hey, everyone. Welcome back to Kick-Ass Life Podcast with myself, Elle Russ, and my co-host, Tara Garrison. How are you doing today? Good. How are you, Elle? Good. So today, we're going to talk about downers, the downer effect. That is you being a downer and how to avoid people that are being a downers, how to react to it. We have a lot of we have a lot we have a lot of thoughts about the way we think about the world and sometimes the way we think about others and they are unbecoming to us and they actually lower our vibration. And so we're going to give some concrete examples in both of our lives of where we might have thought a downer thought or expressed one and where we got it from other people because in this world if you don't have yourself to say, "Hey, hold on a minute. You are going to accept these projections of other people onto you and it's going to lower your confidence and your vibe and it's going to be antagonistic to your success. So we're going to talk about that. Um, I don't know where you want to start with here. I like to maybe I'll throw in one example of let's talk about where, where we are downers, where we can have a downer thought. And I, I always like to use the example the one in my book is of where, <laughs> uh, well, I've been a downer many times, uh, but this is one that's kind of funny, which is I have a friend who doesn't have health insurance and, you know, I think it's really ridiculous and stupid. And, you know, I've been a beneficiary my whole life. So I told her, I'm like, you're crazy. You've got to get health insurance. She's like, I just don't have the same beliefs about health that you do. I feel totally fine. I couldn't argue with that. I get off the phone with her and I'm like, so angry. I, I just can't believe like, how could she not have insurance? This is so stupid. And then my thought was, watch, you know what? Something's going to happen. She'll see. And that's the kind of thing where the record scratch hits right there. And you need to go, hold on a fucking minute. What did mm -hmm. I just put out there? Because what I just did there was really in the face of wanting to be right. And this is where you have to check ourselves when you think that like, yeah, right. Good luck with that. Or yeah, they'll see. That's usually a moment when you're actually wishing someone else's failure upon them. And in this case, what am I really hoping for there? That vibration is one that I hope she gets a medical thing so that I'm proven right about this point about insurance. But in order for that to happen, she has to get, so, first of all, she has to have a medical issue. Do I want that for my best friend? No, I don't. The second thing is the medical issue would have to be so prohibitively expensive that it would put her into financial ruin so that my point would be made about health insurance. And I remember, mm -hmm. and I caught it. I, I didn't feel good. I mm -hmm. felt like I wanted to be right after that conversation. And I caught it. I'm mm -hmm. like, oh my gosh, no, cancel. Like, can you imagine if I knew my friend was thinking that way about me? And someone might say, well, that's not. Mm -hmm. like, who cares? It's just a thought. No, no, no. These thoughts, again, my vibration's lowered, right? Like now I'm angry. I'm judgment of her mm -hmm. life. You know, I'm in her business. Mm -hmm. And not mm -hmm. only that, mm -hmm. my, oh, watch, she'll see is literally relegating her to kind of a major medical failure that would ruin her financially in order for me to be, to be right. That's a, a scenario where I'm a total downer. What a downer thought that was, right? And 
look, ego pops up. We all want to be right. But that's an example of where I've been a downer. And I've been a downer, look, many times. I'm, uh, one another example from my book is when I was in high school, before I ever knew I'd be in the entertainment industry, there were two fellow teenagers who were over at my house uh, for like a party. And they were both talking about how they're going to go fly to LA and they're going to be, you know, actresses. And I literally roll in my eyes in my head, Tara. Like I was sitting there going, yeah, right. They'll be on the next plane back to Chicago in no time. Well, in my face, they both became extremely famous, uh, really well-revered, like respected actors who are gajillionaires now. And then when it was my turn 15 years later to be in the industry, I kind of got those, yeah, good luck with that kind of vibes from other people. And I was like, oh, in my face, universe handing it to me years later. So it's like being a downer on wow. other people's dreams, or it could just be being a downer mm -hmm. in the way that I just described with my friend. Um, those are a couple of ways that we can project it. Where have you found that you might have been a downer or had a downer thought in that kind of scenario before? Yeah, sure. I'd love to share. But first, I want to point out, I think you pulled out something so important about this. And it's usually that when we're being a downer or someone else is being a downer, it's that there are past experiences or their past experiences are we're predicting other people's futures with our own experience. And we also use this tactic in order to help us feel safe and secure in the way that we think and feel, right? So anytime that somebody's being a downer on you and you're really going for it and you're breaking the rules, you're doing something you're not supposed to, like having big dreams or making big, huge life changes, that's threatening to other people's reality because they perceive in their reality that they can't, they can't. And so because they can't, you can't. Right. And so um, I think it's so important to understand that because I think when we can, you know, we can get triggered by people who are downers in our lives, but when we can really look at it and, and get to the root. And I want to get, I, I got some notes here. I got some notes here because I've really been thinking about this. I think when we get to the root emotions of what's really going on and why people do this, when they are downers to us, instead of being like, oh, I can't stand them. They're such a downer. We can have compassion on them and see what's really going on inside of them instead of just like reacting to it. I think for me, the biggest, you know, I, I would say this is like being a downer is very adverse to my natural personality type. Like I am a, a cheerleader. Like I think anybody can do anything they want to the point that I annoy, like it's annoying to my kids. They're like, yes, mom, we know we can do whatever we want, you know? Um, and I love, I, I'm like, yes, yeah. You, oh, you want to write? Like you're, you could be the next JK Rowling. Like I just, I don't know. I love to fan people's fires. Like, so um, I was like really trying to think about that, but I'm like, you know, I think one and one way that I can be a downer is that, um, when I perceive and always being a downer is our way of making ourselves feel right. Right. When somebody threatens us being right, that's when we start to, to insult the way that they think or to feel tr triggered by the way that they think because their way makes us feel wrong. And so instead of admitting that maybe we could be a little wrong, that we just have to judge them or put them down so we can stay right where we are. And so it's something I, I do watch myself. And I actually with the whole coronavirus thing, I was like, wow, this is the first time in a long time that I have felt just triggered in general by the way people are reacting to things. And I, I got triggered because when it first all started rolling out, 
I was like, I can't believe everyone is just like buying into all this panic and pandemonium. This is ridiculous. Like, like this is, we're all a bunch of sheep. We're all just doing whatever we're told. Like nobody's like even thinking for themselves. There were 4 million cases of the flu in the United States alone in the beginning of February. Nobody cared because nobody told them to. And I was like, really? This is where we're really still at. We're really still at this place where we're going to just like follow along and just do whatever we're told and be afraid. Okay. I'm afraid. Like I was just so triggered by it. And I realized like, I really had to do some deep searching in myself. I'm like, Hey, Hey girl, maybe you could be wrong here. Maybe there is a bigger issue here. Maybe you're not right. You know? And so like, I, I just backed way off. I backed way off. Cause like my little rightness wanted to be like insulting and finding. Cause like, once you get in that way, once you start to become that way, now you're like on a mission to prove your rights. And this is when you see people with like, really almost weird asphyxiations with, um, like maybe their sports team or their some, you know, even like their vaccine agenda or like whatever, whatever it is, it's like now you're getting triggered all the time just to prove that you're right. Right. So I feel like it's important for all of us, even though we may feel strongly about things and we feel really right. It's important to back off the gas pedal a little bit sometimes and admit that, you know, maybe there's more for you to be learned here. Maybe if you feel so strongly when something somebody opposes the way you're thinking, why are you holding on to that so tight? Like what fears are there and what does it mean if you were wrong about that thing? So that was a good learning lesson for me of like, Hmm, why am I triggered here? And why do I need to be right about this? So it was good, you know, and I've, I've backed off. I have backed off a little when, you know, with all the work that we do and that's the thing is that I'm, I'm rarely a downer anymore, but that's not to say that the thought won't come up in ego for a minute. Mm -hmm. It's just that mm -hmm. the difference is, and this is what we're trying to really <clears throat> preach to everybody is the difference is, is being aware enough that you catch it, you're canceling it and mm -hmm. you're going to put on a different vibration mm -hmm. because your friends that mm -hmm. you're around, they're going to feel the vibration. <clears throat> and this goes same for like, Supporting people, so another downer, right? Um, and I have so many examples in my book, Confident as Fuck, but uh, this is a simple downer. Um, we've all had, <laughs> we've all had the friend that like comes back from the trip uh, in the airport, and you're like, "Hey, how was your trip?" And then they go into their whole airport story, right? Like, "Oh, well, this happened, and then then, and then duh, and then duh," mm -hmm. and you're kind of like, "Really? Are you really fucking sharing your airport story with me? Like, are you kidding me? Like, really? Like your bank teller experience?" And this is why I say that, because unless you've got something that you really have to vent or that is really critical to a conversation, shut it. No one needs mm -hmm. to hear about your airports. By the way, the airport just won, okay? The, the airport just won mm -hmm. because you are, mm -hmm. are riled up so much so that you feel the need to discuss it. So those are the kind of things where even if I have one of those experiences and I'm in the mood of like, I want to bitch about it, I just cancel it. It's like, do I really need to share this? is what you're going to say going to advance this conversation, advance your spirituality or not? And so what you're doing there, <clears throat> excuse me, is being a downer and you're sharing this negative story and it could be anything. It'd be like, oh my God, did you hear about that person who lost two legs on the subway today? Oh my God, shut up. Don't tell people. Like, is that really necessary for you to be the person that's like, did you hear about this disastrous thing that happened? And you know, listen, we get caught by headlines. We want to be informing others, but we have to also realize how much of this water cooler bullshit, negative downer crap are mm -hmm. we putting out there? You know, and so mm -hmm. I started to catch myself mm -hmm. like, do I really need to complain about my bank? No, everyone's had that. We've all had a bad airport story. <laughs> shut up. Like, mm -hmm. really? Yeah. And if you want to maintain long-term friendships, like it's important <laughs> to remember that people remember the most how they feel when they're around you. 
they're not going to remember all the conversations, but they remember how they feel. And, you know, I had a friend and she would, I was her, her, um, drive home from work venting machine. And I had to create boundaries in my life where I'm like, that it's not my job to sit here. I've got my own stuff going on and just hear how you hate your mom. You hate your sister. You hate your boss. You hate your husband. You hate like, no, like that's you're literally using me to stay justified in your own shit because you're not dealing with it on your own. And I had to set boundaries. I had to stop answering those calls. And then guess what happened when I finally would answer them sometimes? It, oh, wow. It's a miracle you answered, you know? And so then again, it's this, what Debbie, downer, it's this downer energy. <laughs> yeah. And I'm just like, okay, next time I won't like it's nobody right. wants to be around that negative energy all the time. And so I actually, L, I made a list. I was like yeah. types of downers. Okay. I've got four types of downers Can't here. Wait. And the first type of, the first type of downer that I was thinking of is the loving downers. Okay. So I think of this almost like your mom or your loving older brother or sister or something. And these people, they are basing their future, like your future potential off of their past experiences. And they really love you. And they're a afraid for you because they're afraid for them because they are scared to do stuff like you're trying to do. And they want to protect you from getting hurt because they've either been hurt before when they tried something like this, or they're just scared to even try. And so out of love, we have these loving downers. I think we all know those in our life where they're just like, Oh, honey, I don't know if that's the best idea, you know? Um, and then we have the jealous downers. Okay. And these are the people that you just freaking sense it. You can see it in their eyes and it's the things that they say they're jealous of you. And what I think is so important with the jealous downers to remember is like, what is at the root of jealousy? It's lack of self-confidence. It's Absolutely. poor self-image, it's fear and insecurity. And I think this is the one that I see the most, even in like, you know, when I talk to clients and I talk to friends, I know it's like when I see you and I'm guilty of it too, when I feel jealous of something, the question I always ask myself is, Ooh, what is that? Why do you think that you can't have that? As soon as a jealous feeling pops up, there's, there is a belief there that you can't have that or don't already have that. So that is what needs to be dealt with. Right. But also when you're around people who are jealous, I just remember, Oh my God, like their self-confidence or their self-image or their insecurities must be very high. And so instead of me being like, doesn't mean I'm going to choose to be around them all the time. Cause I'm being honest, I probably won't. Cause I just don't like that kind of vibration or energy in my life. And I just don't feel like me around it. So I just don't, I'm not going to proactive go hang around somebody that we sit there and we bitch and complain about all these other people. Like, I don't want to be in that energy. I don't have time for that. It doesn't raise, raise me up. Um, but I still can have compassion on those people because I'm like, dang man, like I see it. I see beyond. It's like, they are really lacking in self-confidence. They must perceive that they can't have these things. All right. And then there's the judgmental downers, which is kind of similar to the jealous downers, but these are just people who lack empathy. Cause they've just never walked a mile in, in those shoes, you know, and yep. we all have areas of like life where we are judgmental downers because we never walked a mile in their shoes. And it's like, if you had walked a mile in somebody else's shoes, man, maybe you would have some respect because you just don't know. We don't know all the emotional crap that people have been through yep. that have led them to the place that they're in. So when we're a judgmental downer, we just need to remember, like, you have no idea. Like maybe somebody cut you off in track or they're honking their horn like crazy behind you. And you're like, what is their freaking problem? You don't know what's going on. 
You don't know. Maybe their kid just got life flighted to a hospital and they're freaking losing their crap and they need to get past you. Don't take it personally. Like we don't know. So we can be judgmental downers and it's always just a lack of empathy because we just don't understand what someone else is going through. And if someone's judgmental on us, like just remember they, they don't understand what you're going through. That's okay. Like release it, let it go. Um, and then the last one is um, a downer downer. <laughs> and what I, I mean love by that, so much. <laughs> <laughs> my love. Yeah. I was just like, then you just have like the downer downers because they're just caught in such a low vibration that they are just, they're just depressed. They're just down about everything. And it's like you, we've all had people like this in our lives. It's just like, no matter how much you try to raise the vibration of the conversation, it just keeps going down and it just keeps going down. And you try to, you try to be like, okay, yeah, but, but look what you learned from that. That's so awesome. And they're like, yeah, but my dad will always hate me, you know? And it's just like, oh my gosh, like it's exhausting. So like the, the, there's like the downer downer too. And that's also just coming from a lack of own personal work that's been done here. So I feel like all of the the downer energy, all of it, whether it's in ourselves or it's coming from some, someone else, it's just a lack of doing your own personal work and finding out what's really going on behind the scenes. 100%. And here's the thing, like, so to, it's a fool's game for anyone to try to convince a downer otherwise. And that's the hamster wheel yep. you'll be joining and you cannot, yep. you cannot, you got to totally. do the self work over here, ignore it, stop hanging out or whatever. Yep. You keep telling your sister Mary about your exciting projects into downer. Stop trying to hope that she's right. going to change her attitude. That's like the definition totally. of insanity, right? It's, it's a total Byron Katie thing. It's like, Joe is a person who does X, right? Joe's a person who's illogical. Joe's a person who's a downer. Joe's a person who never, whatever mm -hmm. it is. You've known mm -hmm. Joe for 20 years. You've known your sister. Has she ever changed? No. So mm -hmm. you're insane if you think the next time you're trying to tell them about your excited idea, suddenly they're going to be enthusiastic for you. They may never be. Shut it down and try to mm -hmm. find people who are. I've had to do that with people in my life who love me. Like you said, loving mm -hmm. downers. And sometimes you, can, yeah. you cannot share your shit with them because right. you just know what it's going to be. Are you really willing? And this is what it is. You are jumping into a pool of resistance. Do you really want mm -hmm. to deal with the resistance at all? Because that's what you're going to have to deal with. Or would you rather just not have it? I'd rather not have it. So now I don't tell mm -hmm. my sister Mary about my dreams or whatever it is, right? right. And boundaries. again, like calling boundaries. So now it's funny because I'm sure this is the way it is with you and your friends. But when you're at a level where you're with people that are doing the self-work, um, I went on a walk the other day with a friend of mine. We're both on the same wavelength of thinking. Here's how it started. Mm -hmm. Hey, had a really long, rough day. Just want to kind of blurt it out. Just kind of want to vent it out. And then let's get on to the comedy. <laughs> you know what I mean? And just kind of mm -hmm. blurted it out. And it wasn't even about being a negative Nancy. The guy just had to kind of bitch and moan for a few minutes. It's a busy time. Mm -hmm. He's working from home. It mm -hmm. was a stressful day. That's okay. Because that, again, that preface, it makes sense. He, he knows. I just got to like get this out so that I can get mm -hmm. good with it. It's not because he expects me to engage with him and fuel it. And that's how my friends mm -hmm. and I are. You know, if someone will call me and it's like, okay, let's get this out. I'm angry. I'm an ego. Then it's about, okay, where do we go from here? No one, right. none of my friends know that I'm not going to continually fuel that. We're not going to be on the conversation to just have a bitch session. And look, I'm going to stick up. Like, mm -hmm. I'm a very protective friend. So I, you will hear me be like, oh, fuck that guy. You're <laughs> like, all right, how dare they? <laughs> of course, I'm just going to, you know, just for, for, for personality wise, that's how I'll react. But then it's like, all right, how do we, how do we get to a better feeling vibration? Right. And those are the right. kind of friendships and the people I want to hang out with because it's happened, but we're not going to simmer there. We're just going to be there for a minute. And then let's talk about how we get beyond this. Let's break it down and, and look at our egos and look at our own shit. 
And so it doesn't last very long. And those are the types like I'm happy to hear any of those things from friends because the ultimate mm-hmm. goal is to get to a better vibration. And then right. at the end of the day too, listen, if you have, depending on how high your self-confidence is, but even when it's super high like mine, I still am going to choose to not put myself up against resistance that I know might be there. But if you really are mm-hmm. working on self-confidence and self-esteem, then keep your precious ideas to yourself or to your coach or to your you know, like anonymous community online of people that are supportive, keep them close to the vest because sometimes the moment you speak it, you get the downer and it affects you so much in a negative way. It's really bringing your vibration down. And so it's stop looking for approval. That's really the thing that everyone, that's really what it comes down to. I mean, like, I think I told you with the second book, I was like, I don't need to tell anyone. I'm like, I'm just going to do it. I don't need anybody to give me permission to do it. I don't need anybody to tell me you're on the right track. That would be good for you. I just knew. And I was like, I'm not going to tell anyone because I don't need any resistance right now. I'm just going to do it. And Mm -hmm. it was lovely because there was none because I didn't invite it in and allow it. Yeah. Okay. I've got a question for you because I feel like this is a, a an issue that plagues a lot of people and especially when you are a growth junkie, right? So yes. it's like, okay, we have these downers. So let's say, you know, you go to your family dinner every Sunday or something and you just want to poke your freaking eyeballs out because nobody else in your family is on the growth train and all they're doing is gossiping and talking about stupid TV shows and stuff that you like. It's like so out of alignment with what you care about anymore. And then you share like, hey, guess what? I'm starting my own business. And they're like, oh, please, like who wants that? Blah, blah, blah. And then maybe they're guilting you. Okay. So then there's like family stuff or you have friends and your friends aren't on that growth train either. Or maybe it's your spouse and your spouse isn't on that growth train either. And so we talk, you hear podcasts like this and you hear people talk about like surround yourself with like-minded people. And so there's this dilemma that people face and it's like, well, what do I just like leave everybody behind because I'm growing or like, where do I go from here? How do I manage that? What are your thoughts on that? Well, it, it can be lonely because if you start to grow and everyone else around you is not. And this was the case with me when I first started this journey. However, I was very lucky that I had a couple of friends who jumped on the bandwagon because I said, hey, this book changed my life. Check it out. And so they actually, so I got really lucky there. But then also, and I think I mentioned you before, and I'm not sure on what show or where, but I manifested new friends later mm-hmm. on in life. Like I, I put that intention out. I did the work we're talking about. I did the manifestation, the law of attraction, the intention on, Hey, I want new friends. And part of that, that, that intention was I want new friends that even if they don't know about the law of attraction or the power of subconscious mind, that they are naturally positively tinged. Do you know? Cause there mm-hmm. are people that are mm-hmm. naturally that way, even if they don't define it like we do. And I did, and you're one of them, a lot of other people. I mean, in the past five years, Mm -hmm. I've had all these really wonderful growth, awesome ladies and some other friends that I've made. And it's not like I met them out at the gym or anywhere else. I met them through podcasting or talking or Instagram or coaching or whatever Mm -hmm. it's been through industry stuff, Mm -hmm. Paleo FX, whatever it's been. Mm yeah, I have gotten rid of lots of downers in my life and I don't answer calls from some anymore. So for example, I had a friend who changed over time and I love this is this, the true point is how do you feel when you're done hanging out or talking with someone, mm-hmm. right? Like you said, mm-hmm. that is the indication beyond anything mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. I started to notice that when I got off the phone with a friend who normally had been kind of a positive growth mindset, but I started to know things going down and I would try to call mm-hmm. it and be nice about kind of being like, Hey, I've noticed you're kind of being negative Nancy these days. Kind of didn't work. And so 
what I noticed is, is that the reason I didn't feel good when I get off the phone with this person is that I noticed that they were kind of gossiping about other people and sort of judging mm. other people. And even though mm. it could be in a funny way, right? Like, again, there's stuff that's mean-spirited mm-hmm. that's kind of funny, and there's stuff that's not mean-spirited mm-hmm. and funny, and it could be the same remark as how mm-hmm. you're saying it. But I noticed that I felt yucky when I got off the phone because I felt like I was guilty of being in this, like, talking shit kind of thing, even though mm-hmm. it was so subtle because it wasn't like mm-hmm. she had an angry tone or anything. But it was like a judgment, and I was like, why am I listening to all of these crappy people that she's talking about that I don't even know? And I just noticed that mm-hmm. each conversation she was just sort of more negative or more of the like mm, skeptical Sally or the whatever it was. And I was like, ooh, so I stopped answering the calls um, where I might have picked up right away. I would call back in a few days. Then I might not even answer for a while. You know, I, 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 I faded it. I faded it. So now the calls are very far and few between. I try to turn mm-hmm. it around when I can on the call and um, mm-hmm. limit it if it starts to go in a certain direction, then of course I've suddenly become busy or whatever. But again, I mean, these are things that like you can have a really good friend of 10 years who shifts into a different direction. And if you can't get them to turn around, then you might have to limit it for a while until you get mm-hmm. them back and you may never, and that's okay. And then the other mm-hmm. friends that I have, that are absolutely like not on board with positive law of attraction. I have a couple friends, just they're not, they're not going to speak our same language. I don't speak in that language to them. Because it just kind of, it would anger that, right? You know what I mean? You have your friends mm-hmm. for certain things. You know what your your boundaries are. Mm-hmm. And so I just don't bring those things up with those people if I'm around them. Um, I did talk about this in my book. I have a family member who's extremely illogical. Like, says the most illogical shit you've ever... And it could be anything. It could be, like, about just how to, like, put a dish in the dishwasher. It doesn't matter, like, why. It's not even, like, big stuff. And it would kill me for years. Because I'd be like, um... And I would bring it up. I'd say something. I'd be like, uh, that doesn't make any sense. da 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 And then they would like gaslight me, lie about what they just said. It became a whole crazy thing where it raised our blood Mm -hmm. pressure. We'd get into a fight. So finally, Mm -hmm. I was like, Byron Katie, I was like, this is a family member who does this. They've been doing this for how many years? I'm crazy Mm -hmm. to think they're going to change. So I'm not going to engage. So now when they say illogical shit, I don't even fucking bother. It's over. Mm -hmm. I don't say anything. If anything, I might say, yeah, or I just go, that's interesting. Yeah, Mm -hmm. yeah, you're right. I never thought about that. What? Just... Because you know you're right, it's okay. Let let your little false ego win happen internally. You don't need to prove it to this person. And more often than not, there's someone you know damn well you're barking up the wrong tree, you won't get anywhere. Mm-hmm. So it's a waste mm-hmm. of time. And then it becomes what we call like, you know, conversations in my book. And the, it's all wrapped together, but at the end of the day, are you going to allow, right, other people's opinion or projection of a lack of confidence or whatever it is on you, opinion about your new business, to affect the way you think about it? And that's why you have to preserve this Especially if you're mm-hmm. starting a new thing in life, like you with entrepreneurship. I mean, I'm sure you kind of kept some stuff close to the vest. I mean, by the way, people can go back. Mm-hmm. We did an episode on envy and jealousy, which you touched on. And then the first mm-hmm. episode is all about your journey and breaking off in the Mormon church and your marriage and like breaking out to become someone. Mm-hmm. I'm assuming because you were shunned and didn't have that that group. Did you keep stuff to yourself? Did you come across downers and have to go, oh, can't talk to them about my new endeavors? Yeah, I mean, it's interesting to kind of answer my own question back to you. Like I have not, I have not successfully maintained relationships with people that don't have growth mindsets as I've gone through this process. And I, 
being real, like I don't want to be friends with people who don't have growth mindsets. It becomes extremely draining to me. And it, it honestly, it feels like I, I, you know, call me an asshole if you want, but it feels like a waste of time. I don't give a shit what the Kardashians did. Like I, I would rather literally like pluck, pluck my eyeballs out than they live right down the street from me, by the way. (laughs) So, so yeah. So like I can't be in that. I just, I know it's boundaries for myself. Um, so no, I don't have, I don't have friends from my old life. I don't, I have a few that we keep in touch here and there. They're super cool. Um, but like, it's not like a, we hang out all the time. The people that I choose to like immerse my energy with, or like people like you, like people who are on that growth track, because it just keeps me in an energy that helps me feeling aligned with who I am. And I think that's important for us to like, you know, it doesn't mean we have to like completely reject people in our lives. Like, of course I have people in my family and stuff that like, they don't think just like I do, but like, that's not the only thing we have in common as growth mindset or whatever. But I would say like in general, like, no, I have, I've completely changed the people that I spend my time with day to day. And I wanted to, I think you hit on something really important. And so like when you talked about your friend who had gotten into the habit of you being the person that she talked shit on other people to. And I think you did her such a huge service by cutting that off because I've noticed that when I, so a friend of mine and I, we have this thing, we call it like, um, <laughs> we call it pre-woke behavior. So when we're like <laughs> dipping into our old selves, love it. Love that. <laughs> we're shit. like wanting, wanting to gossip or like say, so just like, Oh, it's bugging the shit out of me. You know, like when we get in that, we call it pre-woke behavior. And so, um, but what I noticed is I really had to be careful with that because it's like, if I had somebody who triggered me and I had said something to her about it before, the next time something came up with that person that I found extremely annoying, which then I need to do my own work. Cause why is that annoying me? What's really at the root there? But my knee jerk reaction was I wanted to like text her and be like, Oh my gosh, did you see that? And I was like, no, I'm not that kind of person. No, 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 no. Because the more I do it, the more I'm going to pattern into myself to do it. And the less personal work I have to do on myself, because now I've got somebody seconding me and saying, yes, you are justified in not doing your own personal work and being triggered by this person. And continuing to just do that. And so you did her a huge service by saying, no, I won't participate in this, you know? And I really, I found, I found that I all, I remember it was like, I was going to text her and I was like, no, I don't need to fill her day now with negative energy. With an airport about story, this right? With a, exactly. Gross, like, and I had one the got, other day even where, uh, you know, something happened with stupid, a delivery, whatever. And I was annoyed and a friend had called and I, I caught my, I was about to just immediately be like, you know what, this is lame and blah, blah, blah. And it was over something so stupid. And, and I just thought, I literally just caught myself right there. And I was like, no, you're not. We're going to give this any more energy. We're not going to give this any more fucking energy. Come That's on. Right. What are you doing? That's, That's the right. Because you're adding the post woke and woke. <laughs> yeah. Because you're adding to it. You're making it, you're making the fire bigger for yourself by giving it oxygen, by giving it attention. And then you're hijacking their emotional state. That's right. Like, do we need to hijack other people's emotional states? Like, what if she's in the middle of creating some massive thing and she's like in tune with her intuition? And then I'm like, hey, blah, 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 gossip. Like, no, no, it's a huge, it's selfish. It really is selfish. And it's, it's, it's our ego wanting us to stay in the place that we're at and not grow. So that's, that's, that's something I've definitely noticed in myself and others. But the other thing I wanted to say here is, um, as far as like, I think one thing that's really hard and I'm not sure that I have the answer for this, but is when you are married or you're in oh, a relationship and one person really wants to grow and the other person doesn't, because I know at the end of my marriage, I mean, this is a huge part of the end of my marriage and 
he did not want to do what I was doing. He was not interested at all in changing. You know, he would make fun of me for reading self-help books is what he called them all the time. And, um, and you know, didn't like my changes in nutrition or lifestyle, didn't want to do it, resented me for it. And it became a huge freaking problem, you know, and I've seen this happen over and over. I've worked with women who are going through this too. And it starts to become this big area of resentment. Um, I think it, it's, and it's something that should be teach. talked about. Yeah, no, we should, because I've, I've, I've talked to several people in this situation over long periods of time. So they want to try to impart their wisdom. Like here, listen to this or listen to this with me. And, and, and the guy or the girl still not getting it right. You know what I mean? So they're, they're trying to like, Hey, be on this growth journey with me. And it doesn't work. Um, what right. I found and what I see with those people is that where they're at now, and even if they're still married, they don't respect and admire the person they're with. They are with a downer. The one thing I have noticed, though, with regards to law of attraction is that you can be in a couple situation. And let's say, so for example, let's say you're married, but your husband makes all the money. I have totally seen it where the person who doesn't have the job is manifesting the work, even though, because again, you're mm -hmm. manifesting for you as a collective, right? Like I can't manifest mm -hmm. jobs for you. I mean, I could try mm -hmm. and try to put out the intention that I hope, you know, yeah, I hope Kara gets, uh, you know, I'm sorry, Tara gets 100,000 clients, you know, this year. But at the end of the day, like if you and I are a couple, then your money is my money, right? Like I'm, mm -hmm. so I've seen mm -hmm. that happen where like mm -hmm. one's a downer and the other's a manifester and they're able to manifest stuff for the other person who isn't doing, like I've seen even that be pretty amazing too. So, uh, so I think that that's a little bit possible, but again, at some point, you know, when you grow, if someone does, I mean, that's what people say, like, oh, we, we just grew apart. We grew in different directions. That's a major direction. And once you're, once you've been in the growth mindset, you can't tolerate it too long to be with someone who's I, not. You can't. I think also it's like, okay, maybe they're not in a growth mindset per se or as into it as you, but if they can respect that in you and they can encourage it and they can love it, then I think that's different, right? But when there's resentment and there's this attempts to tear down, I like, I'm like, I've said it. I've said it on my social media too. I'm like, guys, if you're tearing down your wife and you're not supporting her and her efforts to grow, she's going to leave your ass. That's she right. is going to leave you. Like, it's just, it's going to happen. And so like, I guess if anybody's listening to this and they're not in a growth mindset and you you see your person is going for it. I mean, I'm, I'm working with women actively that like, I'm like, I can see the writing on the wall here. Like Absolutely. you're being an, you're being an asshole, dude. Like she's working on something for herself and you, she's already in a fragile place where she's trying to get more. Cause when you first start to reach out to get more for yourself, it's freaking hard. It is like, takes gangster levels of commitment yeah. to, to want more for yourself in the beginning. And you got the person right there next to you trying to tear you down and pull you back. Like Living with a downer. It's, I, it's, 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 yeah, it's, man. I, I've lived I, with roommates that were downers. I've, and, and again, it's the collective energy of the space is, is a tough one. And that takes even more personal work and, and alone time and, mm -hmm. and then possibly a breakup if that's required at some point. But, um, yeah, mm -hmm. I've seen some really interesting scenarios like that. And I had a, <laughs> God bless him, I love him. But I have a comedy writing partner I've written several sitcoms with, and I used to write sketch comedy with all the time. I love him. But he used to make fun of me for Law of Attraction stuff when I would talk like that. And then I kind of learned, okay, mm -hmm. but but at first he was like, whatever, you're, and then he referred to it, he said, <laughs> he goes, whatever, you're Lord of the Rings, Harry Potter shit, whatever you, you know, t totally making fun of it, right? And so then mm -hmm. cut to, it was just kind of funny, and as a jab, just as a joke, um, when I published my first book and like, sent him a, I didn't even, t I just didn't even tell him it was going on. I think I just like sent him a copy of it. And he's, he texted me the photo. He's like, how the shit, how the hell did you man manage that? And I wrote back Harry Potter, Lord of the Rings. Mm. <laughs> Same happened with the awesome. second book. Damn girl. How'd you get that? Harry Potter, Lord of the Rings. 
that's like all, all the shit he made fun of. And that's just a joke. I don't think it'll come around and it's okay. It doesn't matter. We're, we're, we're good. We're good. But it's just funny. There are people mm -hmm. that are going to project mm -hmm. that onto you. Like you're silly. You're stupid for believing it. Well, I mean, I have so many comebacks for that. Cause I'd be like, Oh really? Do you believe in the Bible or this or that? Cause those are some really interesting fucking stories too. That seem kind of crazy to a lot of people as well. So you might think I'm crazy. Um, I think it's important to protect oneself. I think it's important to manifest a new tribe. You can absolutely do that. And I agree. I'm not willing. We are the sum of the people we are around. You don't want too many downers around and you want to lift yourself up and get friends that are on this same page. And if you don't look, mm -hmm. you can meet them through going to Abraham Hicks seminars or a Byron Katie workshop or mm -hmm. online mm -hmm. in a group. There are so mm -hmm. many free outlets for camaraderie with the growth that right. you almost don't need your close friends to be on board, even though you wish they were. And sometimes they never will be, right? Sometimes the family dinner mm -hmm. is always going to be the way you described. No one's ever going to evolve. But it's like hitting yourself up against a brick wall, entering into a conversation, and it's a waste of everyone's time to try to convince them otherwise. Now, there's it. one thing I there's one thing I would add that I, I in retrospect, I see now that I could have done differently um, at the end of my marriage or just in I think in general and in, in relationships where, where this is dynamic, um, whether it's your family or your friends or whatever, is becoming vulnerable and actually telling them how you feel about this, because we don't okay. do that. We like just run from it. We just avoid it. It's like, oh, they're not on board with my growth journey. Screw you. I'm out like they don't get it. And it's almost like now we've become the judgmental ones. Right. And so mm -hmm. like looking back at it, um, you know, at the end of my marriage, I think it would have done a huge service. Cause I kind of look at it for, you know, and women that I work with, I look at this dynamic sometimes in their relationships, they'll talk to me about it. And I'm like, one, like he probably doesn't know where this is coming from, right? You're new found all of a sudden you guys have just been like chocolate chip cookies every night and, and pizza. And now all of a sudden you're like this major health nut. Like, can you talk to him about it? Cause I didn't, right. I didn't talk about the actual root of what was going on inside of me. And so there here, this other person is maybe a little bit confused as to why you've changed. So communicating why you've changed, you know, asking that. And then also just vulnerably saying like, it's really important to me to have your support here because when I don't feel supported by you, it makes me want to pull away from you like crazy. It makes me want to protect what I'm going for. And you feel like a threat. You, you feel like a threat to what I'm trying to do. And so that makes me just want to run from you like your danger, you know? And so like, I think if we have people like this in our life, maybe it's our parents, maybe it's like a sister, maybe it's our spouse, maybe it's like our old best friend. It's like being vulnerable and brave enough to have that conversation and like give them that chance. Cause That's right. probably they just don't understand, you know what I mean? And just like and being real about shot. it. You know, at least you, you, you mm -hmm. can base your response off of that, you know, but at least you were like, Hey, let me give them benefit of doubt and just let them know. Like, yeah. Hey, I'm feeling not supportive. I done that better. I'm obviously more mm -hmm. positive. I love my life, but I also say this about newfound positivity and self-growth and mindset is that sometimes, and I, this has backfired on me uh, in the beginning, is that you're so excited about the stuff you learn and how improved your life has gotten that you'd like to share with everyone. And sometimes it backfires. So you're like, damn, mm -hmm. I'm trying to preach positivity and how am I getting negative feedback? Like that seems kind of fucked up and wrong. But again, it's like, you're so excited. Some people aren't ready. I had this happen uh, over a decade ago. One of my best friends who I lived with was my roommate. Um, we they were going through some depression. I, I realized at the time I knew it was thyroid related. This is way before I wrote my book, but I was still kind of, you know, an expert in the arena. And I, 
I was so into the law of attraction and what I was doing. It was so fresh and awesome. And I just, so much of my life had changed that I was trying to impart this on a person who's kind mm-hmm. of going through a struggle and they're depressed. They did not react well. They thought that I was just like, think happy thoughts and fucking everything will be mm-hmm. better. I mean, that's what mm-hmm. they heard. Okay. That's what they heard. Mm-hmm. Anyway, right. they, I don't know what, how it ended, but we didn't talk for like a decade. And I sensed that she was like, F you to me, you know what I mean? And then it wasn't mm-hmm. until like 10 years later, literally not too long ago, last year, um, I get a text and it's like, hey, you know, we, we had this thing, you know, like 10 years ago. And by the way, I realized you were right about the thyroid thing or this. And then I was like, well, I wasn't mm-hmm. trying to be right. I was just trying to help you or whatever it was. Mm-hmm. We got on the phone and here's what's crazy. This person a decade later is total growth mindset. Their attitude Mm. is awesome. I've just sensed it through getting, and this was my best friend, and they were always kind of a negative, Nancy kind of downery type. And again, I didn't know then because I wasn't in growth mindset. And then I got into it and was like trying to impart it on them. It backfired, right? Mm -hmm. Our friendship Mm -hmm. dissipated for 10. But now, like you should hear the stuff coming out of their mouth. Like there's some times where I'm like, I have to put the mic on mic. Like, holy my God, I can't believe it's like a Mm -hmm. 180. I don't know how Mm -hmm. they got there. I don't know what they read but their outlook is so different. So again, sometimes people aren't ready for it. They may come back around. You never know, or you may lose them forever. And that's okay too. But this one came back around and it was really nice to be like, yeah. oh, I'm so glad that they, because their life is better because their perspective is better because they have more hope and more happiness, even through trials and tribulations versus victim. Well, and I think you just hit on something so huge for those of us who are growth mindset to really check in ourselves. And that is when we learn something new to not become a freaking know-it-all. And so when you, when you identify in somebody else that they haven't learned the, 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 you know, Tony, they didn't hear that Tony Robbins thing about resolve. And so you see that they don't have resolve and it's like, no, 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 no. This is how you have to be right. Like, cause we get that way when you're a new, when you're new to something, especially when you're first becoming very growth mindset, you want, you become an evangelist, right? And you talk a lot, right? And so it's like the less you know, the less wisdom you have, the less experience you have, the more you know, the more you talk, the more you share, right? And so it, although it can be exciting, I think the best check to have, and I, I definitely been learning this is empathy first, empathy there. Um, my friend, uh, Drew, you know, Drew Manning, Love even Drew. on his podcast let's a couple Drew, times, I think. Drew Manning a shout out, fit to fat to fit. Drew. Yep. <laughs> yep. Drew. So Drew says all the time, it's like one of his, you know, he says it all the time and it's nobody cares how much, you know, until they know how much you care. Yeah. Right. And so when you are trying to help someone with gross mindset, cause you can see that they are just stuck in some spiral. If you're just like, Hey, you know what, but actually you're blah, 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 blah. <laughs> and you're just trying to give them advice. They're like, cool. You didn't hear anything I just said. Like you didn't feel a single pain that I just shared with you. And for them right, right. now, it's really real. So it's like, we actually, and it's like, you can't fake that crap. Like get off, get off your high horse and for a second, feel that with them. Like put yourself in their shoes and it's like, freak, man. Like I get that. That freaking sucks. And we all know if you're woke, you know, pre-woke. So you know what they're going through. Like you said, have the empathy there once before. Give them a minute. Let them indulge in it. it. Yeah. And once they know that you actually give a shit, that you actually care, that you actually felt that pain with them. It's not only will they be more receptive to what you have to say next, but what you have to say is going to change a little bit. It's going to come with more love. It's going to come with more humble, a more humble approach and a more of like, 
maybe this or maybe that. And that's what really helps people. Not like, you know, what really helps with this is like, blah, 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 blah. And I heard this. I, oh, I thank God. I'm so grateful to one of my friends recently. She let me, she was on the speakerphone with this guy who's going through a whole bunch of, you know, he's got a mentor and he's going through all his growth mindset stuff. And he's, he's younger. And I like, anyway, I, I seriously, like it got so painful to me. I really wanted to like walk over and be like, listen, asshole. Like, sir, I was, <laughs> I was mad yeah. because he was being so condescending to her. Like he was not listening. He was not listening. She's like trying to be vulnerable and share some of her feelings and pain. He's like, no, 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 no. Okay. Listen, this is what you need to do. Like, you don't even need to talk about this right now. You need to, but, 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 but. And I was like, excuse me. Like, do we need Ooh. to fight? Do you need to come over right now? Like, <laughs> do we need to get like pull the sleeves up? Cause I I was frustrated because it just seemed so condescending and rude. And, and, but I realized I was like, ah, he's new. He's new at this game. And so he's just spouting off. He's regurgitating kind of, you know, and he's coming off with so much authority. He's like, this is what it's like. You know, we like, he's talking about past lives as like, he freaking knows like, this is like, you have this life, this life. And I'm like, listen, dude, like none of us really freaking know, like calm down for a second. Just listen to her. She just needs to hear that you care right now, not a bunch of regurgitated self-development crap. And so I think that that is, although that could be, it could have been really awesome information. If you don't care, the, it, the caring is the most important part. And so for all of us, that's a self check. If somebody is, you're dealing with somebody who is a downer or who is, you know, especially if it's somebody in your family, like I have people like that in my family that have depression. And when they get on that road and I'm just like, oh, my heart just hurts. And like, I'm like, man, they're so like, they're so trapped in this. So the first thing that I, that I, that I challenge myself to do is just freaking listen. They just need somebody to listen right now. And so I'm like, I just listen and I just wait for that moment. Right. But when they see I care, then they'll listen. But when I'm like, listen, you're just blah, 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 blah. That doesn't help anything. So I, I'm glad yeah. that you said that. Cause I think we're all guilty of that, of like, we just want to become evangelists, self-development yeah. evangelists and show how much we know and everything we've learned and we're going to help them, but you can't help them unless you care. No, and so if I it's know really and we both have empathy because we were there before for many, many years. I've been the person, I've been a downer. I've been a negative. I mean, you know, we, we've been there before. We know what it's like. And so we can have empathy. The other thing too, is, you know, you, you and I with paleo primal keto ancestral health and um, what we believe in there. I was as well when, you know, I first got like primal health coach, I was trying to, I was like, felt like so proselytizing because it changed my life. Right. And I wanted everybody to be paleo. Mm-hmm. Totally. Didn't, didn't go well. Um, no, but what I learned too, is it's funny. Cause I still, it happened the other day and you know, I don't have time for any kind of bullshit downer or bully kind of bullshit mean girl stuff, but I'm on a thread with a bunch of people I've known since I was kids and they're all great. But one of them was saying something like, oh, I'm going to have pasta night. Sorry, L. We're not gluten-free in this house. I wrote back, I don't give a fucking shit what you eat. I don't need to see any more of these comments. Eat what you want. Enjoy yourself. I don't care. Right? Mm-hmm. Like, so mm-hmm. you're going to get some kind of, like, you'll get comments like that, like, oh, mm-hmm. sorry. I'm like, or, or I'll be trying to be like, we'll be at dinner and they'll reach for the bread. They'll be like, oh, I have bread in a while. I'll be like, stop. Don't ever mm-hmm. justify what you're doing mm-hmm. with your fucking food with me. Mm-hmm. I don't care. I'm not judging you. Mm-hmm. If you're happy and you're healthy, great. If you have a problem, come to me. But none of this passive-aggressive bullshit comments. Enough. It's also, mm-hmm. it shows that you're guilty yourself. Like, you feel bad about eating that bread because, you know, mm-hmm. I don't need, it's like the person who's like, well, well, you know, like, it's, I haven't had a drink in a while. Have a drink and enjoy yourself. If you have to start to defend something, you probably have an issue with it, whether it's gluten or drinking or anything, right? Because the people that don't, don't care. They don't feel the need to justify it. They just eat the bread or they just have the drink, 
right? So that's another way to check yeah. your own self if you find yourself doing that. But I ran into that with the paleo primal stuff or a comment where like I was at my mom's and my, my, my stepdad's Danish and they have this like Danish rye bread that they, you know, like, mm. and uh, I like had a piece over the summer while I was there. Like it, mm-hmm. it's not crazy for me to a couple times a year have something that's like a non-paleo thing. Right. And I had this. I would piece. definitely be eating that. And my, <laughs> yeah, my mom was like, uh, I thought you didn't eat grains. I'm like, oh my, like, oh my God. Like again, enough. Like I'm not doing it to you. You don't do it to me. You know, so I, yeah. I don't make comments about people's food at all unless they come to me and they're like, I'm not feeling good or how do I do this? Otherwise, I've learned to keep my mouth shut because at the beginning, I think I became a little bit of a proselytizing judgy because it had been so wonderful to me and I wanted to help everyone mm-hmm. else's health. Um, and, you know, I had a friend one time. I think- yeah, I had a friend who I was sorry, I was doing to do CrossFit. They're very out of shape. This was about a year ago. And I said, listen, you know. I said, I, I'm not anti-CrossFit, but I just know so many people are getting injured. He's like, no, it's a beginner, beginner course. They're really good on form. I said, okay, as long as you're doing like a beginner thing, because, you know, I just, I just worry. And they're like, no, 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 don't worry. And I'm like, okay. And they broke their ankle on the first CrossFit. Literally, this is like happened like right away. But this is also a person that was resistant when I was like, hey, have you gotten your HbA1c tested? And they're like, my doctor knows what they're doing. And I'm like, guess what? You're never going to hear mm -hmm. any advice from me again. Like after you've had a couple of those experiences, you know that's not the person. Shut it. Let them do their own thing. Let them do their own thing. They are not ready to hear anything about what you have to say about health or whatever it is, positive mindset. Stop trying to convince them. Um, that's really a fool's game. And it's, it's just a negative vibration when you're in defense mode, trying to like convince and defend and yeah. Yeah. I think it's a, that is a tricky thing to balance when you're a leader and you stand up for something, you have to be very aware of how people feel in your presence. Like that was something it took me a minute to learn because I realized that I like intimidated people because I was so into health that they felt like they had to like act differently around me. Or I had someone open up and say like, they felt like they had to like this made me like, seriously made me want to cry. Like I was like, that made me feel horrible. But like, she felt like she had to like diet down before she met me in person because she like felt pressured. And I was just like, Oh my God, like that broke my heart. And I like, I realized though, I was so grateful that she was vulnerable with me about that. And that other people have too, because I realized like, Oh, because I stand for something and I like resemble this thing and I push it and I teach it or whatever, people feel a certain amount of pressure to live up to that standard around me. And I was like, Oh crap, you know? And so, or they're projecting that, onto you it. judgment. Like they're projecting that you, because you look a certain way, might judge them, which is so not true. That's not who right. you are. Right, and they're that's afraid of that. Yeah, that's what they're, yeah. Right. So I make an effort to now make people feel as comfortable as possible. You know, like I was on Drew Manning's Fit to Fat to Fit cruise. He's a keto guy. I'm there as the keto specialist. But you know, I mean, any, any I don't I don't eat keto all the time. I mean, most of the time, low carb paleo ish now, like fluctuate in and out. And so I eat fruit and stuff like that. And so I made a, a very big point to like have fruit every night after dinner on the cruise and to like there was desserts and they wanted me to try it. Like, and yeah, I'll try it. You know, because I just. I I try to make people feel comfortable in my presence so that they're not, they have that choice and freedom to live how I live if they want to, but there's no like judgment. There's no pressure. There's no, you know, and it's something I think as a leader, sometimes it's important for us to 
um, be aware of how other people may feel a bit pressured in our, in our presence and to help them feel comfortable. Cause at the end of the day, the most important thing is how they feel in your presence. If you're a true leader, how another person feels in your presence is everything. It's not about you. If they left feeling, you know, and I, I think about this all the time. If somebody listens to a podcast of mine or they hear me talk or we get off a coaching call and they feel less than like, they feel like, wow, Tara's so awesome, but they feel less than I failed. That's how I feel. I want them to walk away from that empowered and like they got it and they can go. Right. And so that's my job as like a server, as I feel like I am in service of them as a leader to help them get empowered. And that's, I think something for all of us who are you know, that's the opposite of being a downer is to lift somebody else up. And so, you know, in any way yeah, that we can do it. Yeah, thank you up the other side of it. So here's the other mm-hmm. thing. The other side of downer is like, I want to start a new business, Tara. And you're like, eh, you know what, though? A lot of new businesses fail, like 60%. We've talked about this. It's like, well, like let people fail and encourage because what they're going to remember, like you said, is how they felt, right? Yeah. Unless it's something that's really hurting someone's life, like they're going to do bungee jumping with no bungee or whatever. Okay, you want to stop them from the activity. But for the most part, encourage, ask questions. Um, I like this too when um, people are like, okay, so I live in Hollywood where everyone's going to be like, I'm a writer, I'm a director, I'm a producer. Okay. And then the next question is like, well, what have you done? Oh my God, I hate this question <laughs> because it's just reading mm-hmm. off a resume. No, no one mm-hmm. ever in life gets this, by the way. You say you're in a lawyer. Mm-hmm. No one goes, oh, really? Can you give me your resume? But when people tell me about their profession in some way, the first thing out of my mouth, I just started to turn it around years ago. Instead of asking them like what they've done or whatever, or who they work for, I'll be like, do you like it? How'd you get into that? Mm-hmm. You know, the same questions mm-hmm. you and I would ask someone that we're interviewing on our uh, respective other podcasts. That's awesome. Interview people. And so just trying to get mm-hmm. them to talk. Because, like, again, I also know, too, the sensitivity of someone who is a writer who then feels like they haven't done anything yet that's out on the shelves. And so they feel not legitimate or whatever that is. And it's not trying I'm trying to coddle people's emotions. But right. it's just like, hey, right. you know, like get, get into another part of that conversation. And I... I, I would prefer that, that myself versus like giving a resume. Um, and just to be in, as encouraging, cause like I say in my book, like down with OPC, other people's confidence, stop chumping on and stomping on other people's confidence, even in your own head with your downer. Yeah. Good luck with that thoughts. You're, you're bringing your own vibration down, keeping yourself far away from success. And really you want to encourage everyone to be successful because that's the sum of who we're hanging out with. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So opposite of downer being upper. <laughs> Yeah. Be an upper. Be, upper. Be, an, be a total upper. Um, what else would you like to, how would you like to close this out today? Any other uh, remaining thoughts? Mm, I think I would say just in general to like have compassion. And I think the more compassion, I was thinking this a lot during this conversation is just the lack of compassion that we have on ourselves is the lack of compassion we'll have on others. Yeah. And so all of us are going through go- growth journeys, whether we're big time growth mindsetted people or not. And to have compassion on former versions of yourself. Sometimes we get down, we want that. We look at it as like the before picture and the after picture of like, this is when I was all messed up and horrible. And it's like, no, you weren't. That person is awesome. That person started doing all the growth mindset stuff that got you here. That person had all sorts of amazing things about them. And so I think having compassion, the more 
compassion we can have on previous versions of ourselves and seeing the beauty in it, then we'll start to project that on other people. And then we can become more conducive to bringing them up because we're not sitting there judging them, them, them ourselves. And we start, it all starts within us because what, what is going on inside here is an absolute projection of every single thing around us. That's awesome. Um, that's so true about the self-compassion and how it's going to be projected outwards. Mm-hmm. And I guess I would just challenge everyone listening. Hey, like what ways this week can you look at? How have I been a downer? How can I limit or, you know, kind of dial this back? Who do I need to maybe not answer calls from as regularly? Right. Do I need to go find mm-hmm. a group where I can talk and be encouraged about all my plans right. and ideas where my tribe around me doesn't? Um, because there, there's a, some kind of action that needs to be take or some kind of step or inspiration you'll get. Maybe you do need to do an intention list to manifest some new friends who are growth mindset, positive people. Um, so yeah, we just challenge mm-hmm. you to do that. And you, again, uh, everything will be in the show notes, but you can find Tara at coachtaragarrison.com. Also the same handle for Instagram at coachtaragarrison and I'm lrust.com and the handle at underscore lrust on almost all the platforms. We, I think both of us are probably most active on Instagram, wouldn't you say? I think so. Yep. Yeah. So come visit us, send us a DM and uh, for suggestions on topics. And yeah, I hope you have a wonderful weekend. Thanks, so. Bye.